What's going on, peoples? This is the Black in Business Podcast. This is your boy, the Bearded Wonder. I'm joined here by my co-host, Andre. Um, I'm going to introduce you to Andre. Actually, he's going to introduce himself. Um, Jerry, go ahead. Drop a little. Hey, hey, hey. This is Andre, and I'm so happy and delighted to have uh, the Bearded One join me. As some of you may already know, I did start this podcast earlier uh, this year. Um, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, I had to take a, a break for a moment, but now I'm back. And um, again, just joined by my co-host. And um, we met actually at Westwood College. Um, not sure the year at this point doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, we met and it was almost like an instant friendship. I mean, we, we shot the breeze, shoot the shit, just talking, and then before you know it, it was, hey, bro, what's up? You know, and we just broed it up after that. Um, but uh, for the new listeners, this uh, podcast is basically going to be centered around black community. Um, I do see that, you know, the name is Black in Business, but it's not always going to be about business, as you'll see today. Um it, we're going to talk about everything that affects the black community. So we'll talk about political issues. We'll talk about what's happening in you know current events. We'll discuss um, economics and anything that's going to uh, spark a change or spark some type of um, you know community uprising is basically what this is going to be about. So when I was doing it myself, I was interviewing just you know black entrepreneurs and business owners, but I didn't get the vibe that I was looking for, so I pitched the idea to the bearded one over here, and he was like, say no more, fam. I got you. <laughs> and you'll see as we get to going, him and I will definitely uh, get in our soapbox for longer than what we need to. And uh, once we do that, you know, who knows what we're talking about. So, uh, bearded one, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Well, I am the bearded wonder. Um, as Dre was saying, we've known each other for quite some time. Um, and when he pitched me the idea of the podcast, he was like, bro, I recorded for like an hour and had only 10 minutes of pure content. And I sat and I talked to him for about a good 35 to 45 minutes. My dog is in the background. I do apologize for that in advance. Um, yeah, this is our first one. Um, but, uh, we, we plan to run these podcasts for about 75 minutes of your time. The beauty of it is it is on demand, um, so you can listen anytime you want to in your car while you're waiting for the metro in our area because we're in the D.C. metropolitan area. And speaking of which, um, just so you guys know, you can listen to the podcast. It's going to be available on uh, Apple, Google Play, and also on uh, Spotify. I'm working to get some other, I guess, ways you can listen, but right now those are the three. And of course, as other uh places are available i will let you guys know awesome um yeah so i mean this brother pitched me pitched me the idea and i was all for it he was like yeah man we, we're gonna talk about everything this is what i want to do i want to address um <clears throat> social issues within the, the black community um i also want to talk about you know entrepreneurs in our area and give them a different platform um to reach out there um i myself thought it was a great idea did a little homework um Looked up some podcasts and business, and it was pretty much blanket. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing geared towards the African American community itself, and this is a platform we're trying to do and trying to give. Um, I'm a native Washingtonian. Um, I've been in the D.C. metro area 
the majority of my life. I spent a few years um, in Jacksonville, Florida, away at school, um, but came home and started watching, you know, the city change and, and gentrification. Um, and, you know, that that's, it's alarming. This area is the, the highest gentrified area in the country uh, since 2000, and, and we're going on 2020, so we're looking at 20 years, and there are more transients that live in this area than, than <laughs> natives. Anything, I mean, yeah. I'm a native, and, and they say, oh, well, you know, how long you been in the city? And I'm like, yeah, you know, 39 years. Right. And they're like, well, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 39. <laughs> they're like, wait, you're actually from here. And I'm yeah, like, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't believe I legit live here. This I is a DC birth certificate. Exactly, exactly. And as you as you just heard, that's a, that's our engineer, One, M, One Empire. Um, he's, he's a mobile studio, so he's he's getting us out the way right now. So all, all the sounds are coming from him. And we appreciate your time, brother. And you may hear his voice from time to time um, interject and, and, and get in on some of these podcasts as well. He's a very, very smart brother. And also, um, just to let you guys know, um, there's some additions to how you can reach us. When I, again, pitched this to uh, the Beard of Wonder, he was like, you got Facebook, IG? I was like, no, I don't. But that is a great idea. So let me plug that in now. Um, to find us on social media with Facebook, we are Black in Business. Um, and you can do uh, Black in Business business Podcast. For uh, IG, it's Black underscore in business. Um, and then we also have a line that you can call in on and leave a voice message if you want to give your perspective on anything that we talk about. Um, at the moment, that number is 202-601-5037. I'm sorry, 601-5037. And then lastly, you can uh, email us, which is going to be blackinbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's blackinbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And um, got to excuse the background noise. Uh, my my 10-month-old puppy is um, a little upset that he's being sequestered <laughs> and wants to be a part of the podcast as well so we'll make him a part of, part of the podcast in the sense of the background noise is Mookie Betts the dog and serenade in your ears yes yes coming to you live from his cage right um yeah now he's he, he's a uh, boxer pit bull mix um I actually got him uh, late July um I was feeling kind of down, so I just went through the pound and just kind of was just looking through the shelters or whatever, and he picked me, so um, that's who's serenading you. Um, hopefully in future podcasts, you, you won't hear so much of him. <laughs> um, that whole training thing costs a little bit of money, and I don't have it right, right now, right. So, <laughs> so I'm trying. But anyway, um, yeah, as you heard, those are the different ways to get in touch with us um, through different uh, medias, um, but one of the topics of discussion um, that I, I wanted to talk about and kind of bring up and we were talking about this just you know having our regular conversation was uh, President Trump's impeachment inquiry <laughs> can I just say I I almost don't want to talk about it because he already gets enough airplay as it is okay fair enough but as we said before I still can't believe that he is in the position he's in. And for him to have done and continue to do the things that he's doing, I'm just still baffled. Like, I, I maybe I shouldn't be baffled at this point, but. I, I will, I hate, I hate to do this on, 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 
on our platform, but I'm going to give you the unnamed person that we're talking about, infamous quote from his days of acting, you're fired, sir. That is exactly how he got in. That's how he got in. And, and we touched on it a little bit uh, before we started recording. Um, and, and I was saying he, at the time of his, you know, deciding to run and, and being in the position and getting to the position that he's in now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was based on things that, unfortunately, a lot of Americans were thinking but were afraid to say. And he had the platform to say what a lot of, of Americans were thinking. And you have to understand when I say Americans, I'm talking about the majority. The minority's already, it's already been disenfranchised. We've already been, you know, de-rooted. Put on from, the back burner. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta look at, at, at all of the, the HBCUs across the country that are in financial need and can't get state help because it's being blocked by Congress, because it's being blocked by the president, because it's being blocked by the vast majority. Um, I mean, it's, it's things like that that you have to look at. He had the platform to say anything that he wanted to fucking say, and he did because people were thinking it, and they say, you know what, I'll vote on it. And then, of course, our our elect, our elections are broken anyway. Yeah, right, right. I mean, you, you, I think I pulled up the numbers earlier about the electoral electoral college and, and why that's dysfunctional. I mean, and why you said um, somebody had twenty two. Yeah. But they're not that big. Let me look that up. But while you look that up, I'm just saying, like, we give him way too much attention. Now, granted, he's the president, but I feel like we give him celebrity-type attention, or we give him attention that he's actually seeking. Well, I mean, he, I mean technically, he is a celebrity. He started on The Apprentice, dude. I mean, that's... Come on. I mean... It, you're right. He did start in The Apprentice. I, I get it. But we, okay, let's let's not even name any other presidents. Let's just say presidency as a whole, as a okay. as an umbrella, okay. as a president, right? Who you were before that? Usually, you're in Congress doing something. You're governor. You're you know you've held a seat and done something. Right. So at each level, didn't you change your demeanor? Didn't you change who you were? Didn't you kind of grow into the presidential seat? He did not change who he is at all. And maybe that's to your point. Maybe that's what people voted on. He didn't change who he is. Okay. And I think not changing who he is should have been a reason for us to be like, wait a minute, I, I'm i not sure if I want this apprentice type dude running the country. Well, all right, to, to give you a handle to your umbrella, since you said president, we were talking about umbrellaship of a presidency, and right. we're talking about the overall being the president of president. Exactly. All right, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a handle for your umbrella. Okay. And it's the root of every evil: money, my good man. Barack Obama did not become Barack Obama the name or the brand until Oprah endorsed him. Oprah, mm-hmm. we equate to what? Money. money. She, she's a billionaire, ain't she? Yeah. Yeah, I mean she 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 has her own network. Yeah, she does. Own. Yeah, she. See does. what I did there? <laughs> yeah, she does. She, she's her own empire. She really she, is. She, if she, she coined she, a word, if if she if she wanted to break away from the systemic mass and systemic mess that we have, and go start her own country, she very she well could. could. She could. She can buy an island. 
she probably already does for all we know. For all we know, she might own Club yeah, A, yeah, and yeah. we just, you know, go and relax. Not knowing, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. she's collecting royalties. She's getting paid. Buy some more drinks. Yeah, they, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll throw you a free night. Here you go. I yeah. got money. It, 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 that's what the basis of it is. It's, it's money. And unfortunately, with this particular president, um, his, his, his money wasn't checked until almost too late. And that's why we have this inquiry so late in his presidency. I mean, the, the, the dude wouldn't give up on, on give up his tax returns. Everybody that was trying to investigate him got fired or they're dead. Or, or in jail. Or they're locked up and can't say nothing anyway. Um, so, I mean, this dude is, is an all-in-out crook. Straight up and down. I mean... He's a mobster. Yeah. He's a straight-up mobster. If anybody knows any type of mobster movie... I, Goodfellas. Anyone you want to yeah, name. Goodfellas. If you go against the family, one of a couple things is going to happen. You're going to die. You go against the family, we're going to come after you. You die. That was you, my best Goodfellas. You, you end up missing, which pretty much means you die. You go to jail, or they just basically say, here's some money, go to this country and don't ever come back. If we see you again, we kill you. It, it's, 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 it's all, it all comes back to what I was saying, the, the handbook to the umbrella is all money. I mean, and, and, and it's unfortunate, or fortunate, I don't even know how you want to look at it, but all of uh, Trump's businesses, as far as I know, have gone bankrupt. Have either bankrupt or mm-hmm. now defunct. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's still building that golf course in Scotland. Scotland wants nothing to do with this guy. Didn't, doesn't he have a Trump Towers in D.C.? Yeah, he does. He does have a Trump Towers downtown on Pennsylvania Avenue. Ironically, ironically, it's catacorder to Freedom Plaza. Really? Go figure. Go figure. You go to Freedom Plaza, you go down Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue, and you go to Freedom Plaza, and you go to the, I want to say, the southwestern corner mm-hmm. of, of Freedom Plaza, mm-hmm. you're looking at Trump Hotels. I'll say this. I, I don't want him to have a second term, but... Knowing that money is the handle and money controls everything that's decided, he may very well get a second term. And there's not much we can really do about it except vote against him. But as you were mentioning before, if you don't vote, it goes to the incumbent. And if enough people who already want him back in there vote for him, it's like... It's a lose-lose. Exactly. I guess more moreover to your point and it being you know the basis of money my biggest fear is that the American people do what they're supposed to do and they don't want them in they vote them out and it's enough votes for the next president mm-hmm. to come into play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this dude doesn't move that he does not vacate the office you can do that? no but we're talking about somebody who's been breaking the law since he got elected. So he's like, I'm not going, hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. He's like a child. I'm just going to throw a temper tantrum. <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm using the words of, of one of my favorite satirists, Bill Maher. Um, he's going to be a whiny bitch about it. And he's not going to move. Um, and, and, and that's my biggest fear. I, th- I, think, I think with this upcoming election, he gets voted out. I, I, I think this. this I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm not at all... Disclaimer. Yeah, this, I'm giving my giving <laughs> the listeners a disclaimer. I'm, right. I'm not at all entrenched in politics whatsoever. Right. I'm your average Joe with a with a an extraordinary above average point of view. 
Um, he gets voted out, but he doesn't move. I, I, I think it's going to take an act of Congress, literally, to get him out of office. I mean, that's why this inquiry inquiry is coming so late. And that's why we're, we're, had, we're, you know, we're banging our heads up against this wall like, oh, my God, like, is this dude going to freaking leave? No, he's already said he's trying to make the, the United States a dictatorship anyway. He, he already said, you know, he's a fool. Understatement, but he's a fool. I mean, how much of a fool is, is he really? He's been in office three years and, and has already undone <laughs> or tried to undo our previous president's, you know, forward motion. So maybe he's smart in some way. We just not. Well, I mean, Hitler was a fucking genius. And, and I say that in the sense of his angle and mm-hmm. where he came from and, mm-hmm. and how he ran his dictatorship. Mm-hmm. I have another disclaimer. I am not a fan of Hitler, so I don't want y'all coming at us. Most people myself. are not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want nobody, you know, emailing us hate email. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm using that as a very, very broad example. Example and, of. But, but how he ran his dictatorship mm-hmm. was. And he was, was in power for a long time. For a very long time. I mean, you can even. You can even take a dictatorship like like Cuba's, like Fidel Castro. Mm-hmm. Castro's, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's gone now, but mm-hmm. but Fidel Castro ran Cuba his and basically his, his entire, entire life. life. He was and, the only person they knew, and, and that embargo with Cuba still stands. It, it had lifted for a little bit mm-hmm. while Obama was in office, mm-hmm. and that's because Obama said, "Look, you're you're ninety miles offshore. We'll let you do your thing, mm-hmm. but we we want to we want to get back into talking with you guys. We want to mm-hmm. trade. You guys have some good." Exports that we want and we need. We don't have to go way overseas way over, yeah, right, to go right, get, to get it, it. When we got <laughs> it, something we got something ninety miles offshore. I mean, let's let's do simple math. If you got an offshore account, you know, that's ninety miles away, and it's not in Turks and Caicos, mm-hmm. and you got to fly there. It's easy. Is it's super easy? Mm-hmm. It's super. I mean, but that just goes to show um, the the level of, I guess. For lack of better terms, disdain for the the culture for 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 how America's set up that this this particular president has for it. He's completely bucked the system from day one by having you know the elections rigged. So I'll bring this back for a circle because this is about black community. If you can hear my voice and you are what is it eighteen now to vote or has it always been eighteen or? You can vote at what, 18, 18 right? Yeah, 18. 18. Okay. I think it's 18 across the board. Great. If you are 18 and over, please go vote. I Listen, I don't care if you've never gotten into politics. I don't care if you don't even know what politics is. Vote maybe because we, maybe we should we should do some do some homework and and talk to Uber and Lyft and have them actually pick people up to go to the polls, man. Because there's no excuse. There's no excuse, and there's people no excuse, who man. put put it this way: when when we knew we had the potential to have a black president in office, you guys turned out like it was nothing. Dude. I need y'all to have that same energy, even Dude. if we don't have. Anybody black on there or Hispanic or whatever, I need you guys to go vote. Just vote because if he's, there's no one else to blame but us if he gets a second term because there's enough of us to go and vote against him. Like, just go vote. No, I totally understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm at a point in my life now where, I, I mean, I'm a father of three. So, you know, whatever is good for the goose is not always good for the gander so I mean at, at this point in, in, in my child's and children's development I've, I've had to have, have these hard conversations mm-hmm. and they're 11 
dude, like I wasn't being talked about this when no, I was dude. eleven. I didn't, I didn't learn about that <laughs> right. until social studies. Right, until, exactly. Until I had to learn it. Until I had to absolutely learn it. Yeah. And we don't have civics classes anymore. We don't have social studies anymore in in the D.C. area, as far as I understand. And please, listeners, by all means, call, leave a voicemail if I'm wrong on this, or send us an email. Um, and and as far as I know, in in, in the public school system here in, in D.C., there's no longer D.C. history. I had to take D.C. history all through school. So I knew... There's no D.C. history? No D.C. That was a separate that was like, a, class? That was his own class, dude. Oh, like, I never we, knew that. Like, we had social studies, mm-hmm. which was the study of everything. everything right, of, right. The, of the world and right. how it came to be and... And all of that, and mm-hmm. of course, in that was American history, mm-hmm. and we had a completely different class. I had I had six period DC history in junior high school, idea. dude. Yeah, man, because at that time, mm. um, culture was such a big thing. Mm. Um, and, and 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 during my time in, in junior high school, and, and of course, I've already aged myself, but I'm gonna I'm date myself again. <laughs> right. Um, that's when a lot of the East Coast West Coast rivalry was going with mm. with, with our hip hop. So culture was a really, really big thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you caught me just about every day going to school in all black with a red, with a white socks hat, and I was nowhere near a white socks hat. Um, <laughs> but I went in there with a Raiders hat. I right. know by no know, means, but you just had a Raiders hat. Yeah. But I had my African medallion yeah. on, or I had when I had hair, I had my little pick with the fist in it. Everybody did. And that was the, that because yeah, we was were it. entrenched in our culture. Yeah. I wore cowrie cowrie shells. On a regular mm-hmm. basis, and, mm-hmm. and for the listeners that don't know what cowrie shells are, um, it was at one point it was currency in Africa, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but it was later translated to mean strength amongst the tribes and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So the, is that what they put in their hair? Yeah, females do. Okay, yeah, gotcha. a lot, a lot, you see a lot of women mm-hmm. do it, um, especially mm-hmm. when you we started going back natural. Mm-hmm. Um, you started to see that, and, and cowrie was was strength and it meant prosperity and wealth. Mm-hmm. So it had a lot of different. You know, like African American, yeah. You know, meaning to, and, mm. and that was our connection to to home, to Africa, because mm. um, of course, you know, we all know about the slave trade. I, I didn't, I didn't get here by chance. You know, my family didn't Come get here, here by chance. By choice, <laughs> yeah, well, by choice for that matter. <laughs> right, right. Um, but but to you know to to wrap that up and put a bow on it, um, we were taught culture, um, all throughout my school, and it was not only just American culture; it was. Our, our region's culture mm. and that's that's so no important idea. yeah i had no idea well you 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 moved here when oh man i moved here it was 1998 i want to say at the end of eighth grade actually what i did um my parents moved to silver spring maryland and um i what went to john f kennedy high school lived in maryland the entire time um, then I went to college towards the end of college when I moved to DC. So about 2000 and about seven or eight. I okay. So no, 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 no. Let me start. No, no. Let me start. Started in 03. About 2007, 2008 is when I moved to my first place by myself okay. in DC. Well, by the time you actually got in the city, DC history had already been wiped from the curriculum in DC public schools. By the time I graduated high school in 1999, mm, you, that's why I had no idea because I was already yeah, it was gone. Mm. By the time I got out of high school, it was ixnay on DC history, like it didn't exist anymore. Um, and 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 I think a lot of that came from the start of gentrification. I'm mm. saying 99. I said and I and I gave a little fact check earlier. From 2000 to now, 2019, 
DC, this area, this general area, uh, Southern uh, Maryland, Northern Virginia, and the District of Columbia mm-hmm. proper is the most gentrified area in the country. So by that wow. time, we had a, enough transients in in town to mm-hmm. push a lot of the curriculum out in different yeah. different ways. So the kids ain't having that. DC, <laughs> yeah. DC lost culture. And mm-hmm. actually, I think that was the start of, you know, like we we have the Don't Mute DC movement. And, and that's that's big because it wasn't until Chuck Brown got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that Go-Go was actually recognized. Con- considered a recognizable form of entertainment and music. I've known Go-Go my whole life. Side story. <laughs> Man, let me date myself. So whoever's listening, I don't know if we still have these now. They probably don't, but house parties. Mm-mm. Came down here, like I said, eighth grade. I was probably <laughs> here maybe eight, nine months or so. Got invited to my first house party. So I walk in and they're playing rap music. So I'm like, bet you know rap music, I'm cool with this, whatever. The lights went out and I was like, oh, should I run? I, I'm I'm afraid, like, I don't know what I'm about to do. Should I leave his back door? Man's like, nah, chill, we're about to go, we're about to crank. About to do what? Crank? What's a crank? They played go-go. And my face screwed up so fast, I said, yo, is it about to be a seance in this joint? Like, what is happening, dude? And then the worst thing happened, they made a circle. I said, oh, about to fight. Damn, look, I'm, I got to leave about to fight. These dudes started moving like... Never seen anything like it. I well, said, yo, what is this? It, it, it's just like it's just like crumping in, in Atlanta, in, in, in LA, and it's just like the beginning of the twerk movement in, in Atlanta. It's and then completely different. he answered my question. He said, that's called beating your feet. I said, run it by me again. <laughs> what is that called? You beat your feet. Dude, how do you say no more? So then... Towards the, I would say, I was there for like maybe another two hours or so, but then I saw how the girls were dancing. Oh, check! I like go-go music now. <laughs> now, so, now let me give give our listeners a little disclaimer. So I'm gonna give you some it, some DC Urban Dictionary. The word crank came up in in this particular conversation. You may take crank as uh, drugs or drug usage. Incorrect. Uh, what we say crank here that means to get your boogie on to groove to dance to, to dance showing what you're working with yeah there you go shaking, <laughs> shaking your tail feather right 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 um, so crank used in that in that instance means to, to pretty much party have fun we're we, we going to go live and we're just going to you know let everything hang out so to speak uh, beating your feet is um, our form of dance. You will not find that in any other region of the you country. You will at not. All. Oh man, at you all. If um, if they say it, they're wrong. Yeah, they stole it. it, it it's, it's definitely stolen. DC. It's an art form. You have. You can't move here and learn it late in life. You have yeah. to do that early. Like you had to be like nine or ten. Doing I got two that left night. feet, so. I- I can't dance anyway. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I won't even attempt to beat my feet because uh, that might be an ACL tear for me. And um, at embarrass almost, yourself. At almost 40 years old, I'm, I'm good. I don't. You might no. break a bone, beat I'll, your feet, spring an ankle. I'll pass. Um, <laughs> so that was a little DC Urban Dictionary for you guys. You will hear um, some lingo from the region uh, be heavily used uh, throughout our broadcast because I'm going to say joint a lot, and I'm not talking about marijuana. I'm talking anything about could be a joint. Anything could be, like this podcast is a joint. a joint. You heard that joint? Yeah, this is this is this is the joint right now. And this as long as the person you're talking to understands the conversation, you're good. You can drop joint at any point yep. and they'll oh I know oh so joint will be used for a plethora <laughs> of things. 
Heavily. 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 So disclaimer. <laughs> yes, exactly. So speaking of joints, let's talk about this uh baseball joint. Mm. Let's bring that up. So I'll start. Let's let's go All with I'm originally <laughs> I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Um I like football, I like basketball, but I wasn't and still to this day not really a baseball fan. Um so I don't really particularly like the Yankees. I don't dislike them. I'm just not really a fan of them or whatever. Fair enough. But hearing that um, the Nats are in the World Series is big for the for the city. Um, yeah. And it's big on a number of different you know areas and different reasons. Um, but I think it's big because it'll give the city something to um, be happy about. Yeah. With sports, you guys have basketball, football. Baseball, hockey, soccer, mm-hmm. and yeah, just about all of them. The, the major five. Basically. Major five, right? Yeah. So all of them have won a championship at some point. Yeah. Most recently, you have the um, WNBA team. They won. The Mystics, yeah. Mystics, right? Shout out to the Washington Mystics. Ooh, 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 right. Ooh. So when I heard that they were in the World Series, I'm like, all right, man. So you got WNBA they team won. Yeah. You got the uh, hockey team that won. Yeah, they won. They won uh, two years ago. Right. Yeah. And now you got the baseball team that is. Doing a good job. Mm-hmm. As of right now, they're they're down the game. Down the yeah. game. As a broadcast, they're down three games to two. So by the time you hear this, it'll be over. Yep. So hopefully they win. But then I thought, what does that say for the skins? Now, I am a Giants fan. Love the Giants to death. But Nationals are in the World Series. Congratulations to them. Hope they win just for the city and see what that does. Being from here and liking the team for as long as you can remember. What do you think is going to take for the Skins to even make it to the playoffs? Let's start there first. All right. Well, let, you gave a little background on you. I'm going to give a little background on myself. Um, being from this area, that's one of the unique things about being from D.C. is that we we have very little to claim of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was coming up, grew up in a single parent home. Um, so it was just me and my mom. My mom knew everything about football mm. and she could tell me the vast majority about, about <laughs> basketball right right she knew zippy about baseball mm. um but she used to send me away to summer camp in massachusetts i used to go to camp atwater all black urban league camp That's um used to go for four weeks a, a summer from ages seven to i think about 15. Mm. i became a, a counselor and trainer up there at 15. Super dope. Beautiful, yeah. Because yeah. I, I got away. I mean, mm-hmm. I got away from the city, and I, I needed that. Break. And you usually in the woods, right? Not in the woods, but well, like, yeah, kind of. We had yeah. cabin set up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was it was it was in the sticks. No, mm-hmm. legit, it was in the sticks. You learn a lot too. Oh yeah, I, I can start a fire anyway. <laughs> I would have liked not a pyro, but <laughs> but in case we ever get stranded anywhere, I got you, brother. Um, and I got introduced to baseball at Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts, home of the Boston Red Sox. Um, and um, that's where I learned baseball. I learned it at the quote unquote the cathedral, mm. is what Fenway is known as. Um, and I got roped in at seven years old. And ironically, the Red Sox had just come off of a World Series loss to the Mets the year before in '86. Mm. So it was ironic that I was jumping onto a team that had been hot the year before. I knew nothing about the sport. I'm in this grand venue, and when I say this venue is alive, dude, this venue is alive. Um, you go in, you can feel the walls. Like mm. it's it's a it's a legit euphoria. Um, but to to rope that back in, um, I learned baseball at Fenway, so I became a, a Red Sox fan. I've been a Red Sox fan for over thirty years. I'm ecstatic that the Nationals are in the World Series because it does well for the city. I'm, right. I'm a native, 
anything that's good for the city is good for me. Right. For the most part. Right. Except for these damn bike lanes, but I'll leave that alone. Uh, it's, a a whole, it's a whole other podcast. Another episode. It's, a, it's a whole other joint. <laughs> um, but, but to answer your question, um, I, I was fortunate to see the Redskins in their glory. Um, the unfortunate part of me saying that is in their glory um, because now the championship last championship we won was in 92 um, our, our Lombardi trophy can take me out for a beer now um, and and that's not cool but um, you said 92 yeah it's, it's 2019 I think my sister was born in 92 look man I, can't, I don't know I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I stopped for that but right. anyway um, what I think it'll take um, for the Redskins to get on track, I mean, I, 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 I would be remiss and naive to think that they don't feel some type of pressure from the other organizations in the area winning championships to do something with a sense of urgency. I'd, I'd be really remiss to say that. However, it being I'm not owner Daniel Snyder, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, he, he gets paid whether they win, lose, or draw. Um, every every he gets a percentage of anything sold, Redskins merchandise, tickets, concessions. He even gets, even he, if he gets a penny, yeah, he he gets something from it. Um, and unfortunately, what it'll take is a removal of that owner from the front office to make this once story franchise story again. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we're in in such disarray. I can't even. I can't even put it to word. I mean, it, it's painful to talk about him for, for me as a fan. Um, I've been a football fan probably since I was like five. And that's why I asked because all the other sport or other teams have done a major rehaul. Yeah, they all, all have done it at some point or yeah. another. So to me, I'm like, okay, I don't own a team. I'm not, you know, franchise anything. Right. But if I'm part of a city who has other franchises and sports in the area... I'm like, okay, the hockey team did whatever they want. Basketball team did whatever they want. Right. Let me talk to them and kind of see what they did to get there. Like, how did you get the right people in the right place to make this happen? Because you're winning. I want to win. But it seems like he's just a stepchild. Or he, like, he's removed himself, and he's just kind of going with the flow. I, I, I don't... Okay. When, when Dan Snyder took over the team 20 years ago, <laughs> it's been 20 years since he's had this team. Actually, no, it might be longer than that at this point. Um, maybe 21. Nonetheless, um, when he first took over the team, um, the first thing that we heard in the media in this area was that he was he was a fan of the team. Mm-hmm. He's from the area. Mm-hmm. I think he grew up in Ashburn, right where the Redskins uh, uh, training facilities mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. and front offices are. Um, and he grew up in an affluent neighborhood of the city. Um and I thought, oh, great. You know, that's like having me in the front office. I, I would make the perfect move. I know how to everybody us. says, I want a team. Yeah. It, why not? And you, you got one. That's, that's every fan's dream is to own their favorite their favorite team. Like, that. if you can't play for them, you want to own them. Um, so, I immediately, I was like, chest that, out the hair. Right. Like, hey, yeah. We about we, to get it. We're going to do this. And then I saw the steady decline. You know, in the first few years, I'm like, it's new ownership. You know, I was kind of blind. Five years fear. or so. Yeah, I was blind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, right, you know, right. hear no evil, see no evil. I'm not going to speak any evil. This yeah. is my team. I love them. I bleed burgundy and gold. Like, I've got a Redskin emblem tattooed on me. Like, I, I, that's part of my stars and bars. Mm-hmm. And, and stars and bars, for those of us that are listening from other parts of the region, um, the DC flag has three stars and two bars. So, on my stars and bars tattoo, 
I have uh, Live Long and Prosper by Spock, so the Trekkie sign. I've got my Redskin R, and I believe I have a peace sign or something like that. It's on my shoulder. I don't look at my shoulder that often. Um, but, yeah. but nonetheless, my stars and bars, the Redskins are a part of it mm-hmm. because that was a, a central part of my upbringing. That was a central part of my Sundays. Like, my mom was in grad school, mm-hmm. and she'd be on her bed, and it'd be papers from one end of the bed to the other, and I'm taking up the whole foot of the bed, laying across it with my face in the team. Like, like, oh, football. did you did you see that play? And my mom's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm sorry. I, I missed it. And she catch it on instant replay and then be mm-hmm. back in her books mm-hmm. like that that for me that was a sense of of, of pride you know because mm-hmm. I, I got a chance i got to spend family time with my real family and i got to spend family time with my tv family which is my skins mm-hmm. um and so i was really elated when this dude bought the team and i saw the decline and then i was like you know what it's this dude it, I mean, when he went out and he bought Deion Sanders, Dana Stubblefield, Big Daddy Wilkinson, Adam Archuleta, uh, uh, and a few other busts I can't even think of. When we drafted Trump Candidate as our starting running back, right then and there, I was like, we're, we're doomed. So what it sounds like is he got the team and then put himself on the pedestal. Like, oh, I got a team. Let me make my team the, the hot, hotness, hot type team. And it hasn't panned out for you. It, it hasn't. I'll bring um, it. I'll bring it for. I'll bring it. Uh, I guess relevant. When you guys, because again, I like the Giants. That's my team. I, I bleed them. That's that's who I rock with. When you guys drafted RG three, I said this dude is about to give us a run for our money. He's 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 good for the team. He had some great games. He even throwing some bomb passes against us, and I was just like, you know what? Hands down, that was great. I can't even be mad at that. That was vicious. Good job. But then. He started going backwards, and I'm just like, but wait, you, how you, I was confused. And then I'm thinking, okay, so he's going to go, like any other player, somewhere else and do amazing, but he didn't. Okay. But, okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is, there has been good players like him. Yeah. Come to the skins, supposed to do something great, go somewhere else, and blow up. Yeah. So what is it about coming here that takes that? It's almost like when you had what's that uh, cartoon um, about basketball? When when you touch the basketball, sucked out your um, oh space jam. Space jam. It's okay. almost like the skins of the basketball. You touch that joint and it sucks out your 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 everything you can do. I got two sidebars for you, for your point. <laughs> it's like you brought up RG three. I remember when the Redskins traded all their draft picks to move up to go get RG three. Yes. I tweeted a local um, uh, radio station, mm-hmm. 1067 The Fan. Shout out to The Fan. I listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, at, the, at the time, uh, LeVar Arrington, mm-hmm. former Redskins linebacker, mm-hmm. and Chad Dukes were on the air. And um, I had to actually pump him kind of loud in the house. And, um, and he asked, you know, what does the fan base think about giving up all these draft picks? for RG3. Mm-hmm. So I, t- I tweeted him, I said, hey, I think it's a horrible idea. We're selling the farm. If this guy doesn't work out and he's a bust, we're going to have to rebuild again for another five, six, seven seasons mm-hmm. after he's gone. Mm-hmm. We're going to be left, you know, with a shell of a team. And he tweeted, you know, he actually gave me a shout out on the air and he's like, well, you know, I have to disagree with you. I think this guy's going to be good for the team. Same kind of outlook you had. Um, I think this guy's going to be good for the team. He's going to do great in the locker room. You know, he seems like, you know, he's got his head on his shoulders. You know, he's kind of he's kind of corny, but we like him. And cornball. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. So I'm like, okay. And when he 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 panned out really well that rookie season. Like he rookie season. Out. He balled like he's been there for and, years. And I was like, okay. And then what 
drew my ire was in the same draft. Mm. We drafted Kirk Cousins in the exact same draft in the second round. Our first pick of the second round was Kirk Cousins. And I went, wait, red flag. And, and the reason why I went red flag, mm. and, and this is coming to the second sidebar. <clears throat> Unfortunately, this team has, has a very dysfunctional at best. And this is just me just throwing paint against the wall in terms of how my verbiage is. Um, at best, has a dysfunction towards our star black athletes. Mm. Doug Williams took us to the took us to the to the bowl when our quarterbacks went down. Mm. We won it with him. Where was he the next season? He was not in Washington. You move you you, you come you come down the line some thirty years later. We, we're talking almost thirty years. That was 87, 88. RG three got drafted when? Oh what? Uh, oh. Seven, something like that. 30, something still, like that. 30 years down the line. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking 20, 30 years down the line now. They draft this guy in the first round, and right behind him, they take a lame duck in the second round. White guy. I don't know if that's coincidence or not. But, and, but when RG3 went down with the knee injury. Oh, that hurt. It. Mm. He. Number one, I, I fought the organization for bringing him back so quickly. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They rushed him back. He was yeah. back within a couple weeks. Yeah. And I was like, hey, look, if we lose the playoffs, we lose in the playoffs. Because I went to the, um, what do you guys have? The Redskins, like, thing on the field when you get to see the players or whatever. Yeah. And I went there. He showed up. I was with um, an ex-girlfriend at the time. Okay. So he comes up on stage, jumping up and down. I go, you better stop jumping up and down, boy. You, that is not healed yet. You jump up and down, get injured on the stage. It's a wrap. I did not know that the knee injury he sustained in the NFL was opposite to the knee that he sustained in college. Yeah. So you have two knee injuries on now two knee injuries on the same leg is bad, but you have them on both now. One on each. Yeah. And you haven't even really been in the league that long, so you're already cutting yourself. Short. I mean, last I checked, basic human anatomy is you have two knees, <laughs> and both of his are shot. And if you can't stop running, which was his issue, he, he was. He was trying to prove a lot, being a small body quarterback, and I understand that. But this game is vicious. It's fast. You got three hundred and fifty pound people wanting to rock your world, and you only weigh a buck forty soaking wet, dude. And that's with the pads on, dog. You need to slow down, son. I mean, it's a car wreck every play, basically. Right. The equivalent of a football play to a car wreck. And let's not forget, um, who's your boy that has the vest on now? who be wearing the full body joint? They, they created something. Um, the flag jacket. Uh, Cam? Cam. Yeah. Because he's been getting hit and created. Well, not now, but. When he started, yeah. But right. And Cam's a big dude. Exactly. He's my like point. Six, six, four. Exactly. Like, he's, not, he's not no little. Exactly. He ain't no little guy. So you got this dude who's a, a, a freaking stick yeah. trying to run around and maneuver. And I get it, you fast. You got strides. But if the wrong person catch you. He got caught in that Atlanta game. When he got concussed, that was I think that was the last game he played in the Redskins uniform. Dude. Then they shipped them off to Cleveland. Dude, so I'll wrap this up by saying the skin season this year is already shot. One and seven at time of broadcast. The exactly. One and seven. So on to next yeah. year. If you guys don't and will not make any changes in the front office, you need to seriously make changes for the team and Make it ASAP because you then you guys draft a first round draft pick quarterback or um, 
a high quarterback this time around. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Haskins went drafted fifth. We got him fifth with the fifteenth pick. Right. So he's supposed to be all out there. People surprised he went that far in without getting drafted because we could have had a chance to get him and didn't. Yeah. Whatever. You guys just need to really take a step back and go. If I didn't have anybody on my team, who would I put on there? And if you want to put some people you have now on it, but make it a blank slate and really start to bring some people in. Because I've even heard years ago, Breskins is like the oldest, like average age is like really old. Yeah, yeah we're like in the 30s. Right. And that's not old by any means. I mean, not means. old, but not, I'm saying but as far for football, as... football, yeah. That's, right. Yeah, we're old. Yeah. Right. We're like 31, 32, average age, yeah. So, it, it, you guys have to really start to take a look at who you're putting in, who you're drafting. Because, again, being a Giants fan, do I want to see you guys win every game? Hell no. <laughs> but would I like to see some competition? Yes. It's systemic, though. I mean, you can't... I mean... I'm tired of seeing the, damn, to the choir, I'm tired of seeing the fucking Cowboys win. I'm tired of I don't even know any Eagles fan, maybe one or two. Yeah. But I need I want to see some type of fluctuation. I said this earlier. Um it, well, I didn't say it earlier. I said it off off microphone and, and now I'm recording that um places like the old Cleveland Browns and the old Saints when they were the Aints. Is where you would go to watch you know football players' career die. I mean, Sam Mills played middle linebacker in at New Orleans for about eight or nine years of his twelve or thirteen year career, and then he, he went over to to Carolina in the expansion draft. Um, DC is now Washington. The Redskins is now where you come to watch your career die. Unfortunately, mm. um, and I'm saying that from a fan's point of view. Again, disclaimer: I'm not entrenched in politics. I'm not entrenched with any of the teams that we're mentioning. Um, it's just that from a fan's perspective, well, from a educated fan's perspective, if you will, because um, we got a lot of fanatics in, in, in our town, and, and I love them. True, I love them. Know a lot about the team, but you know these are the, these are the same fanatics that say we're going to the Super Bowl every year. We going well, next year? We going this year? <laughs> no, I mean, we're not. We're, unfortunately, it'll be one of those things where I'll be old and freaking gray. And I'll be saying to my great grandkids, I remember when. Yeah, I remember when. This was a the Redskins kind of shared the moniker team of the '80s with the with the 49ers because mm-hmm. it was it, we were the cream of the crop at the time. Mm-hmm. You came to DC, you was getting your ass busted every Sunday or Monday, and 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 we came to play. Like I mean, we had our seasons where we were down, even in our glory days. But but it wasn't it it wasn't three seasons, four seasons. Like now we're what. Five or six years removed from a, I can't even remember the last time we went to play. I think seven years removed from a playoff. Right. And when you guys just played uh, the Dolphins, mm-hmm. that was like a, a game that people watched just to see who would win out of the worst teams. And it's like and, and you know what's funny? I made my pick for that for that week on a on a on a segment with a with a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um and and I said that the Redskins and, and Dolphins were gonna tie. It was gonna be a coin flip for who gets the first pick in, in the upcoming draft. But right now, Cincinnati has that dubious honor because they're they're winless. Exactly. So it, <laughs> them and the Dolphins are winless. So. so to get back to the point, again, I'm not a Skins fan, but just being in the city and seeing the amount of love that you guys have out there. I mean, I've seen people drive an SUV Burgundy with nothing but Redskins flags and stickers and headrests and everything, and then jump out with a Redskins hat. 
a freaking jersey, some Redskins pants that you can't find nowhere with some socks and some Crocs. And I'm like, yo, y'all rock with the skins hard. And I'm not saying that other states don't have the same fan base. It's a different it's a different feeling here. But it's right, different. it's a different yeah. feeling cuz I'm like, yo, you got people who have been rocking with the skins since birth. Yeah. And still rock with them. Yeah. And there's nothing to give the fans to say, you know what? We didn't make it, but at least our record was something I mean, to look at, you know I mean, what I'm saying? What I've done at this point from a, from a fan's perspective is um I think the last jersey I went out and bought um it was a uh before the color rush stuff started mm -hmm. it wasn't even uh, color rush wasn't even a yeah, thing yet yeah i have a, a black all black santana moss jersey it's all black the numbers are our um the our stage burgundy and gold oh. no no it's it, yeah and it, that, that's my baby yeah, the fact that I'm saying Santana Moss and you're making this face oh. and, and you're exclaiming will let you know when the last time I actually went out and bought Redskin merchandise. Yeah. I've had Redskin merchandise given to me. It's still since then, but yeah, but I, I haven't gone bought out anything. Bought anything mm -hmm. on my own, and that's because of my own pro, my own protest. Until the product you put on the field isn't grade A shitty, I'm not going to support it. Like that's just who I am. I mean, I, I have I'm loyal, and I'm loyal to a fault. But when is enough enough? And that's that's when is enough enough? You said it. When is enough enough? Because at some point, you have to look at it and go, "We're a franchise. We're in the NFL. We have all these people that basically pack out the stadium just about every week. What are we doing to give them a reason to come back?" Now you got people who have life uh, tickets or whatever, mm -hmm. or you got tickets. You know, dad passed it down to son or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. At what point do we make the person want to come to the game for the team and not just come just to experience the, you know, whatever. So, when is enough enough? I guess that's how we'll finish it up. Like, when is enough gonna be enough to where I walk around and say, damn these damn skins. You know, it's like, I don't say that. I'm just like, oh, skins. But I want to walk around and say, skins once again. But, I, will, I mean, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to put a bow on it right now. My granddad was a season ticket holder, um, probably from the time he moved into D.C., which was, I want to say, late 60s, mm -hmm. maybe even early 70s, mm -hmm. roughly, um, is when he moved moved to D.C. from Cali. My family, are, I'm the only member of my family from D.C. All the rest of my family is from New York. Oh, wow. My mom and my aunt, they grew up in the Bronx. My granddad, my great uncles and aunts, they grew up and lived in Bed-Stuy. That's what's up. So, I mean, I've got New York roots. I do. What's up? Um, Probably why we. That, <laughs> that's why we got that synergy, bro. That's why we got that synergy. I felt it. <laughs> so I, mean, I got New York roots. I do. Yeah. And, and, and shout out to my, my folks that still up in New York. Love y'all. Y'all know where to find me. Um, I've, I've got those roots. My granddad was a season ticket holder from the time he moved here until the team moved to FedEx Field. Mm. And let me tell you how sick and tired he was of back then of the skins. Then this is before I could take the blinders off. I was. I was 17, 18 years old. I wasn't... That was my team. I yeah. embraced them. I didn't care how shitty they yeah, were. That, yeah. That's my squad. I yeah. held to the Redskins every, every week. Day, yeah. It don't matter. Um, we went to a few games, actually, the inaugural season in FedEx. Mm. And FedEx is by far the biggest piece of shit venue I've ever visited in my entire life. 
and I'm I'm not being facetious. Like there there's blind spots in the stadium where you can't see the field yeah. at all. You're looking at the TVs that mm-hmm. are there. It leaks and it has from day one. Really? It, I felt like they put that that stadium up in six days with crazy glue and bubble gum. Like legit. I'm I'm not even playing. Not the gorilla glue. Yeah, yeah, legit. Like <laughs> before before gorilla glue, it's crazy glue. <laughs> right. Before gorilla glue, it's crazy glue. Oh man. And that's what I feel like they put that stadium together in hopes that you know they would draw people from the city to come out, and people were. Mm-hmm. And my granddad was a season ticket holder. Here's the bow. After we went to the third or fourth game, my grandfather looks over at me. We're in the car, and, and we're in his little two seater Benz, and he goes, "I don't think I'm going back there anymore." I said, well, why not? And he was like, well, A, I don't like the stadium. It's, you know, my seats are way up in the damn sky, and it takes me the whole first quarter mm-hmm. to get there. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, the product on the field isn't worth me trekking 35 minutes out of the city to sit for four hours to see them get their faces bashed in. So he gave. Hear me out. I'm not saying he, he charged anybody or he gave his season tickets away for two cases of wine. For two cases of wine and the occasional, if I want to go to a, a Cowboys Redskins game, I can go. I can go. Oh, damn, you got me beat. I can't. Man. And, 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 and he wasn't wrong because he did it and it hasn't. It hasn't changed. Oh, man. And, 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 and that's the thing. My granddad is a, he's a, he's a very blunt person. Mm. He's very frank. He's very, very blunt, very straightforward. He doesn't mean to cut your head off, but he but he, he would. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his his tongue is sharp. I mean, this guy's an intellectual. He's, he's a doctor. He has a doctorate for crying out loud. So, <laughs> so he does it with words that you're like. Listen. Yeah, I, I spent most of my childhood <laughs> in a thesaurus and dictionary yeah. talking to my granddad because yeah, yeah. you know he would be up here and I'm you know a peon level. He's university. I'm speaking elementary still. Yeah, so, right. I mean, my granddad. And but he's also very loyal. Mm-hmm. He's a very very loyal person until you do him wrong, and that team did him wrong. He wasn't happy. He turned his back. It, there's been times where I've called him during the games, and I've heard the TV go punk because he's turned it off. I've had enough. I can't watch wow. this anymore. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know or if you remember, and and I'm giving the list, listeners that this is the cherry on top of the bow. One of our broadcasters here in D.C., Tony Perkins, he's a very famous mm-hmm. uh, weather guy mm-hmm. and, and did news on the radio for a little bit. He made a disclaimer while he was still on Fox 5. That he was no longer rooting for the Washington football team. He wouldn't even call them by their name. He said because he invested too much time, too much money, too much energy to get a product, to see a product on the field perform, perform so poor, yeah. so poorly. And I'm paraphrasing. That's not his exact quote, but before he, he even done. before he gave his 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 segment, this was the monologue before his segment that had he had never done that. Tony Perkins, from what I understand, is the most humblest dude. On yeah. TV and radio, yeah, I've um, heard. And and you know, Donnie Simpson's from Detroit, mm-hmm. but we've adopted him here because he's been our long time too. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a discussion like the next morning about that, and Tony was like, "No, I'm I'm for real. Like, I'm not. I want no parts of that team at all mm. because of the amount of disdain they put me through." He was like, "It's affecting my sleep. It's affecting my sex life." He's like, "I have a wife. I'm married." He's like, I'm married, and and there's no reason why my wife should be deprived <laughs> because my football team is not performing. It's affected me. Yeah. And and, and and I, you know, I listened to that and I looked at it and I said, wow, you know, this is somebody that's that's loyal to this area. I think he's a native. 
um, mm. of the area, and he said enough is enough too. Um, and and that's where I've gotten as a fan. Like I'll turn on the games. I watch them on Sunday. I mean, because that's ritual. Again, for me to watch football, exactly. that's that's habit. That's that brings me to a, a very comfortable place. I mean, unfortunately, my mom isn't here to share that with me anymore, but. That takes me to that place of comfort. That's mm-hmm. that's me staying up, you know, late on Sunday night watching the Sunday night game because my team is on prime time. I had a, I had an eight thirty bedtime during school nights, and then you weren't going to sleep until. Oh, but guess what? If the Skins were playing Sunday night, I'm going to school tired the next right. day because that was like everybody my, else. <laughs> we yeah. all in there the next day. Like you catch the game. Man, how yeah. the heck did we score that last yeah. minute touch? Yeah. And we we're up until midnight. Yeah. You know, we're and we're in our first period class. And let it go overtime. Here, right? Don't you let know, go overtime. It, forget about it. We yeah. we were up. I mean, that's that's something that I remember. I mean, even got to a point that even on Sunday night games, and my mom would be like, "Look, I'm I'm tired. I'm about to go to sleep. I could go, you know, to another part of the house or go into my room and." Mm-hmm. and at the time, yeah, I had a TV in my room at the time. I didn't get a TV in my in my room until later on in high school. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't believe in me having a TV in my room, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't get a, a TV in my room until later on in high school. And I would stay up and I'd be watching the game, you know, kind of under bated breath because I didn't want to wake my mom up. You know, she had to work. Yeah, exactly. Right, I'm, right. I'm a fanatic. I'm a fan. That's my team. That's my squad. I love them. You know. Yeah. Um, but it now it's it's like okay, I'm doing it out of pure habit, and now mm-hmm. I find myself. Flip next channel. What other game? Number ten, yeah. I, number ten. I, yeah. I, I legit made a disclaimer on Facebook on my personal page that I'm taking applications for other teams, um, and and this is something that it, it took me a long time to get to. Yeah, but I, I'm done, dude. You, like, you're done. I, so I don't have any more. I'll say this. Uh, I'm pretty sure um, he wouldn't mind us giving this plug. So Stevo, we got to get you on. Talk yeah, about man. some sports. Um, Check but out. yes, Stevo, you I know you got your Facebook thing. I wish I remembered the name. It's uh it's uh it's the inside blitz with Steven Askins. There I, you go. I've, I've, I've been on there a few times, so you know, listeners, if you want to get on and and check out the Facebook live, it's been a few times where I've been on the Facebook live. I've done my analysis and I've made some picks. Um, I love the sport, so um, my picks come are coming from. Have fan and have stats. Yeah, things happen. I look at that kind of I got fantasy teams. I mean, yeah. who doesn't now? So uh, mine ain't doing so good. But anyway, <laughs> um, one of the other things that we're gonna discuss, in addition to uh, sports, and you know, you kind of hear us discuss sports each week, um, to kind of bring it back to the overall uh, reason for the podcast is, um, we definitely would like you guys to chime in on whatever you hear us talk about um you want to give your perspective on it or answer a question email us you know give us a call um because we definitely want to support friends and family we want to discuss uh you know any businesses that you have or you may know someone who has a black owned business definitely have them call us and if they want to chime in on some of the things that you just heard us discuss they can more than welcome to stay on after we interview them and um you know just kind of give us their two cents and also what we're looking to do is uh you know you hear two guys talking but we definitely want to get perspective from a females absolutely um way and 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 kind of give the women the chance to discuss what they believe on these certain topics absolutely. so if you are a woman and you want to definitely give us your um ideas and, and what you feel about things definitely let us know and we will more than happy um either read it if you email us or you know have you on the show yeah i'm i'm, I'm all game for that um 
because we, we need that female perspective. A lot of testosterone around here, which is fine. But, you know, sometimes, you know, that, that, that nurturing eye is what we need. Definitely give us a little. Um, and, and we'll be more than happy to have you on as a repeat guest if you're of of elk, if you will. <laughs> if you will, for lack of better terms. If you're of elk and you're not, you know, fuck all men and, you know, bashing men to death and, you know, you got some sense about you. We definitely want that. Um, right. But yeah, man, this is this is this is the the Black and Business podcast. It's kind of how we're gonna be general format um, going forward. Um, we do have a guest um, coming on to a show. Um, her name is uh, Danette Wilson. She's um, the proprietor of um, Bayou Elegance uh, events and wedding planning in Louisiana. So we we have we'll have her on um, actually this episode. Um, she'll probably give us a call a little later on, um, and we'll get her patched in and get some of her insight and find out about her business. She's a fighter. I've known her 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's my homie. That's my girl right there. So, I mean, we, we, you know, we, we've had communication about a lot of different things, life more, most importantly. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, she's a good friend of mine. Want to going to have her on this episode, uh, upcoming episodes, um, we're looking to have um, an owner of, actually owners of a local co- uh, coffee shop um, in our area in Union Market, known as the Village Cafe. So we're just waiting to get, hear back from them um, so we can get them on in future episodes. I also have, or we have um, some very uh, crafty people, if you will. Um, already plugged on our page is uh, Designer uh, Customs and Glasses. Um, on our Facebook page, that young lady is very talented. Everything that she has can be customized to to your tailored to you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shirts, hats. Well, not hats. I'm sorry. Shirts, earrings. I think she's doing necklaces now. Mm-hmm. Um, she does coffee mugs, wine glasses, flasks, yeah. keychains. You name it, she does it. I also have um, socks. Yeah, I think. no, no, no. That's no. that's. My, I was getting ready to get to that. Oh, that's, okay. That's my my other sister, Craft Queen uh, DC. Mm. Um, she also does uh, custom um, arts and crafts as well. Mugs. Um, I believe she has wine glasses as well. Um, uh, air fresheners. She even does uh, custom window decals for your car. So if you want, you know, uh, you know, F. Whoever, <laughs> right? You, you got it up there, you know. She she can make it happen. That's what's um, up. Um, she's she's very talented as well. So I hope to have we hope to have them on. Um, I keep saying I uh, only because um, they've been in contact with me a little a little more. That's than Andre. Yeah, it works. So I keep saying I, but no, this is our thing. Um, and and just my my word of encouragement is um, definitely you know keep your heads up, go vote. Um, be a positive force in your community as much as you can be. Um, if, you can't, if you can't be, take a seat. It's okay to follow as long as you're following somebody positive. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so again, um, I appreciate everyone listening. I know we got a lot of um, family members and friends that's listening in, so definitely share this. But before uh, we get off, I wanted to, again, just plug in the information. So if you want to email us, you can email us at blackandbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. You can always uh, hit us up on IG, which is black underscore in business. And then also on Facebook, it's black in business. Um, or you can just do the at symbol black in business podcast. 
um, and just let us know your thoughts, how we can improve, what you know we can add, what we can take away. We're always looking for uh, you know ways to kind of bring you exactly what you are looking for. And um, the better we get, the better information that we can provide, and we'll just take it from there. So yeah, I mean, definitely good, appreciate it. Any press is good press. <laughs> exactly. So even if you share something that you didn't like, you're sharing it. So yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll so take it. definitely appreciate it, Doug. Yeah. I appreciate it, sir. Anytime, man. So uh, until next time, any last words? Yeah, absolutely. One thing we forgot to remind you is that our podcast will be airing um, as of right now each and every Friday. We're doing it weekly. Um, so broadcast days will probably will be live um, the Wednesday preceding the actual airing of the show. So at, like today is uh, October 28th. Um, this actual podcast will hit all those formats on the 1st of November. Um, as our first airing um, Again Every week we're going to try to do it If anything changes We'll let you know in the preceding So that's the one before you hear If we're changing anything You'll know a week At least a week in advance I don't want you You know emailing us I'm like, Wait y'all didn't come out this week It's Friday What's going If something changing, Google it Yeah yeah. Google University is real So is YouTube University They're both real um, but yeah, <laughs> we definitely take your feedback um, each and every week. We want to come to you, come to you live. Um, again, our venues may change, so if we you know we know we're going to a venue to actually have a live broadcast um, and set up there. We'll give you that information. We'll disseminate that information as it comes to us across our different platforms. It's been real. It's been trill. God bless y'all. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>